I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs, a gal and a gay podcast with Kitty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And Mick. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about Mick? You're not in it. Those bitches. Welcome to episode 190 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. I'm Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thank you for joining us. It's been a few weeks since uh, we got a chance to jump on and do a podcast, but we have been uh, kind of taking things in. I mean, there, you know, this time of year, we're usually kind of wrapping up our summer movie season and we didn't really have a summer movie didn't have well, that. We didn't. <laughs> well i yeah we personally did not uh there were some movies that came out the very end of summer but didn't turn out so great for them um, no but but luckily we've had uh streaming to keep us uh preoccupied right. and luckily the content just keeps coming for now right exactly and with the launch of you know some new ones some new platforms and uh yeah it, it, we are lucky that there is a lot of content out there so much that i can't even keep up with it so i know and unfortunately right now uh i don't know if many of you are feeling the same way that uh, that i am and i can say we are yeah. uh, a little anxious we're 30 some days away from the election and i think we're all just trying to keep it together and i feel like entertainment will get us through so that's why i've been kind of going back to some of my old my old standbys and ones that make me feel good and actually that sometimes means going back to those shows that i watched when i was a kid including some cartoons like thundercats and the masters of the universe and all those yeah. all those goodies i get you i uh i lately have just been watching cooking shows when i just really need to unplug and like watch something easy an easy watch you know so uh yeah i've just been watching a lot of chop lately when i just feel anxious <laughs> <laughs> i've also heard nailed it is pretty good nailed it is great the first i've, I've watched the first couple episodes or uh, um seasons um but yeah it's fun it's all in good fun because it really is just people who can't bake or being forced to make these elaborate bakes and they always turn out terrible and everyone always has a good time i yeah definitely that's a good one for sure. And those are, and those are pretty short episodes, aren't like, they? Yeah, I think they're 20 minutes, 30. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. They're real, they're real uh, fast and it's a real easy watch. So. Nice. Well, on. I've also, I've also been, I have a guilty pleasure uh, and it kind of helps that, that I got my real estate license earlier this year. And then obviously uh, the pandemic hit. And so I really didn't jump right in like I was planning on doing it, but I had been hearing about this show called Selling Sunset. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know about this. I'm not huge into reality TV, but man, let me tell you what, it's an escape (laughs) and it is, it is fun to watch. And I am now almost finished with season three. I've just kind of been holding off because like I do with other TV shows, I get to that point. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm out of episodes. So I'm going to hold 
these last two episodes for just a little bit longer so I can kind of stretch it out as much as possible. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to have a real estate license to enjoy it. Um, but it is about just realtor selling multimillion, like million dollar mansions in Malibu and stuff. So, so this is the Hollywood Hills. Um, and so it starts out with, um, well, at the time was Justin Hartley's wife. Uh, she's joining this big uh, brokerage. And so that's the first episode. And then it's kind of like her fitting into this group of established, for the most part, established realtors that um, had been working together a little bit. And so what I really, I appreciate about it. I mean, again, there's the the reality show drama that's kind of put in between, between agents and someone said something and someone doesn't like someone for this or whatever. But I like when you, you do get to see those properties and it shows what the asking price is. And then it shows what the commission uh, would be if these agents sell these, these big. um, I imagine that's a hefty commission. Yes. uh, Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing, like you're making, okay, so you're making, a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand on a home that could mean you that's all you sell that year you know like or maybe you sell one or two because it is obviously the cost of living is very expensive uh in la but uh it's it's just fun and it's fun because you know it's it's sort of like a mix of again i haven't really watched this because i'm not big into reality show tv but like the real housewives slash HGTV slash uh, love it or list it all that stuff uh, wrapped into one and so it's kind of fun because you get to see all these really cool homes that you would never ever get a chance to see right and that's why I'm kind of like I would like to watch it just because I enjoy uh, you know real estate stuff and I love HGTV and I love seeing that kind of stuff so I do like the aspect of seeing like these beautiful homes I'm very excited about, but it's the reality aspect. Yeah. Like I'm not a big reality TV person either. So it's the reality. But, but with reality TV, they, they have all of the characters, all of the characters, the, the ones you love, the ones you love to hate, um, (laughs) the good, the, you know, the, your hero, you have, you know, the, the person who's just cracking jokes all the time. Like, it is enjoyable, but I mean, it has that HGTV quality where they're staging homes and they're trying to figure out. And then there's the negotiation, sometimes not every episode, but then there's like that little negotiation part when they're working with buyers and sellers. And- Obviously like Kansas city is a lot different than Hollywood Hills, but like, as far as real estate aspect goes, how much of it is accurate from your experience? I so mean, again, it's, it's limited experience, but right. like, I love the idea because they're selling big homes and these homes, and even whether you're in Kansas city or wherever Dallas or whatever, it's those bigger homes that are going to stay on the market a little bit longer. So you've got to get creative in how you get people there to look at the house. And so one of the agents, this is so funny because you know how much I love alliteration. (laughs) So they're having a a broker open and that's kind of like a, a preview of the house to other brokers and then um, real estate agents for them to see the house so they know that it's on the market if they have a client that might fit in uh, in that, you know, have that need. 
And so one of the agents with the main group, she came up with a burgers and Botox party. Oh my God. And it is you hilarious. Eat you get Botox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, it is like just little things like that. It's fun. And it, it you know, it's, it, it is very realistic. And I know that after the show premiered, it, I mean, it just caught on and it became very, very popular. And everyone, of course, was like, oh, these beautiful women and these people, they don't have their real estate license. And then you go back and you're like, yeah, they didn't just get their real estate license for the show or they, they do. Even Chriselle, Justin Hartley's ex, now ex-wife, uh, she's had her real estate license since 2016. This show just started shooting last year. Right. So, and she's an actress. I mean, she's, but you know, even she's mentioned before, it's like, Hey, who knows how long this actor act, you know, the acting thing's going to, to last. I love homes. I want to be a real estate agent. I want to be able to buy and help people buy and sell homes. And, and some of the, and then there's one like, who's kind of like the villain sort of, you think, Oh no, she just got her. No, she's had her license for eight years. Like, you know, it's, it's just funny how people get that perception that yes, it is reality show TV, but it is fun. It's fun to watch. Right. And that's, I mean, like in the, especially right now, that's all that matters. So. Yeah. yeah. And then I can spoiler alert, I guess, but season three is right in the middle of when Chriselle and Justin uh, get it. Like it's announced. Oh, so it so. is. Oh, okay. Didn't yeah, I, I didn't realize happen? that either. It just ha it just happened earlier this year. I thought so. And again, I I always kind of thought he was a d bag, okay. and this. And the thing is, like, it's funny because this is where it's like you would think this was made for the show, but it wasn't because it wasn't on camera. Like mm -hmm. everything that went down wasn't on camera. It's yeah. sort of the aftermath because they're probably like, holy hell, yeah. what do we do now? So. Exactly. Um, and then one of the other agents, she is now engaged to Tark from. Um, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Which it's is really very... funny because his ex-wife, Christina, and her new husband are getting divorced or separated at least. So. Oh mm -hmm. my God. But I imagine that real estate world in, in the Hollywood Hill, like that area is probably kind of small, especially the high end, high end realtors. Mm -hmm. So they probably all know each other. Yeah. Yeah. They know of each other. Well, it's funny. Cause you'll, when you watch, you will, you will pick her out right away. Even Does she look like one, Christina? <laughs> because Tark has a type. A type. Uh -huh. Oh, I mean, uh, not just blonde, but she looks just like her. It is kind of creepy. So. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, but it's good. I, it, it, it's fun. Oh, there's this one character on that you will love her, Maya. Oh my God. She is just, because she just, she's so down to earth and normal. And she was just like, <laughs> girl, you know, like, and just some of the funny things she she says about, the brokers they're two twin brothers that oh my god it's so good it's it's good so anyway that's kind of been my guilty pleasure and that's um it's okay kind of what i've been watching 
Right. Yeah, you need that kind of stuff sometimes. I, I watch HTTV a lot as well. Also, I like I watch uh, Flip or Flop and I watch Christina on the Coast sometimes. I don't know why, but you know, like the design and selling homes really interests me. And mm-hmm. I'm not good at either. I don't sell homes and I'm not great at design, but I like to watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you could work in a real estate office though. And sure. I do have I do have an idea for a uh, an HGTV like show, which I'm not going to say on the podcast because with people all over that listen, uh, <laughs> because it is not something that is actually uh, on air, but I have experienced it because of COVID, and that's all I will say when I'm doing showings. And I had said something to someone, and they're like, "That's a TV," and I'm like, "Oh." You're right. It's your pitch for HGTV right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working on my pitch. I'm working on my pitch <laughs> because it's, it's, it's good. It's very, very good. But. Um, so something else that came out recently, and I know a lot of people have been watching it because of how just how popular it is and how fun it is, is The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh. Uh, I am a couple episodes behind. I, I like the you know, weekly thing, but I also like saving, like, so I can have at least a couple to watch back to back. Um, so that's what I've been doing. But I've, I've watched the first, like, three episodes, three or four episodes. So, um, I mean, it's so good. I, I feel like this season's just as good as the first one. The characters are great. Stormfront is crazy, and I love her. <laughs> I'm excited oh, to see how that goes. It's I, I agree, right? I think that's how you pronounce your name. Maya Cash, right? Oh, Cash. Sorry, I was looking at her IND page and I saw a green on there. Yeah, Maya Cash. And I loved her so much in You're the Worst. Me too. And oh, I, she has that same, uh, that same um, wit, sort of. And she's just really funny. And she brings that to, that kid, to the Stormfront character, even though she's like super evil, but it's really good. And, and Homelander is twice as crazy this season. Anthony Starr is so good as Homelander, like just he really dials up the creepy craziness. Okay, so I've again, this is not a spoiler, so I don't want to, but this is just a theory, not a spoiler, because uh, we are caught up. I think maybe we have one. We're down back one because now it comes out on Fridays. What the hell is that about? You know. Anyway. Um, do you think Homelander is going to survive this season? Yes. I just, there's no way they kill Homelander. No way. I don't know. But I also I, read a spoiler of what happens in the comics regarding Stormfront. I totally stumbled upon it once, so I kind of... <gasps> um, we'll see. Oh, no. Okay. Like, okay. I know what happens with her, but I'm not going to I want... I want Black Noir. I want him gone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. I f- like my sister and I speculate that Jensen Ackles is going to make a cameo at some point in this season, uh, because you know he's in season three. He's playing Soldier Boy. They've already mentioned Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy and Stormfront have a whole thing in their com in their in their um in their history. So I don't know. I feel like we're going to maybe get a cameo from Jensen this season. Oh, you think so? I think so. I mean, that's just speculation. It would, but it would make sense as to why they already announced Jensen joining season three when they haven't, you know, even before uh, season started airing. So right. 
that's the only reason that makes me think we might get a cameo, but. And it could be maybe a uh, old video of right. him video or, a or a picture. Right, exactly. I think that's, that, that's yeah. speculation. That's my sister because we're Supernatural fans. So, of course. Yeah. But. And I love that, uh, that, uh, oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, that's a spoiler. We can't say that because that is a big time spoiler. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think this season is just as good uh, as the first season. And they just, even though there's going to be a spinoff series. Did you read mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's sort of like an X-Men theme, kind of, because it's like a college for soups. And so that'll be interesting. I'm not surprised there's a spinoff. It seems very quick, but this is like Amazon's biggest show. So right. I understand why. Mm-hmm. So. I will say that it, and this, again, I'm going to try and talk around it because it's spoiler, but... I really appreciate that Sean Ashmore uh, has made an appearance because I always really liked him. I like him too. So, um, and I knew he was joining the cast this season. I think that's been announced. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. So, what else are you watching? Um, so, I started watching Ratchet on. Netflix. It's Ryan Murphy's latest show. It's based on Nurse Ratchet from the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, so it's kind of the origin story of her. Um, it's not been getting good reviews. It's not it's been getting not good reviews. It's not as great as I had hoped it would be. Um, so it has a very AHS, uh, American Horror Story feel to it. Um, it's you know it is a, it's a horror themed show um, obviously, and it's gory. Um, the cast is amazing. Um, like Sarah Paulson, Judy Davis, Sharon Stone. I mean, you have all these amazing people um, on this show. So it's it's a little disappointing that it's so kind of, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of lackluster. Cynthia Nixon's in this and she's really good. And like, it's beautifully shot. It, the, it's visually stunning. I love, and I love the costumes they have for Ratchet, uh, for, ner- for the nurse, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I watched four episodes and it's just kind of underwhelming and I don't know what it is. It's just kind of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, this is kind of how a lot of Ryan Murphy shows are, you know, especially like this. They're just a little... You want to like them, but there's just something that doesn't really hook you that well sometimes. Right. So, right. Well, he has that big deal with Netflix and I don't know if maybe he is producing too much Instead of just focusing on a couple of shows. Um, but yeah, the ra- Ratchet kind of interests me, but then I was like, you said it was so gory. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's I have really other things I need to watch. Aversion to gore. I mean, it's not constant, but there are some several scenes where it is pretty gory. Um, but like I said, yeah, like I want to like it more than I do. And I watched the first four episodes and I'm not even sure I want to finish it. So it's just like, I don't know. Like at this point, I'm like, if a show doesn't really have me hooked, you know, right away or or by the fourth episode at least, I just don't know if I want to waste my time watching the rest of it. So. Right. Well, I will tell you a show that you're gonna get hooked on, and I, it's Raised by Wolves. And oh. <laughs> which one did you think I was gonna say? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, but <laughs> raised by <laughs> uh, raised raised by wolves. Uh, the Ridley Scott um, uh, show on HBO or Max. Um, yeah, it's only on Max, and it's a Max original, and it's even hard to explain. It's sci-fi. Uh, oh, sci-fi. I knew that. Uh, yeah, all I've heard is it's sci-fi and it's kind of weird, but good. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Uh, the first few episodes, very confusing. You have no idea what's going on. And then you start, I mean, the the backstories and everything starts to, to come together. And who you think was probably, oh, you think they're the bad guy. Well, they're actually not, you know, like, well, not necessarily not the bad guy. But um, there's just so much so many layers to each one of the characters and there's really not anyone in it that is super like you've seen before or anything like that, which I also appreciate because you, I don't know, it kind of feels uh, not realistic, but it, when you don't know any of the actors or anything, you don't have any expectations mm-hmm. of, of their range. And so, um, I like that. It's kind of surprising. I still really don't know where it's going necessarily, but I also like that. And it has been picked up for season two, which is great. Um, but I think you would, uh, you would really like it. Also another one, uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes. I am baffled by it. I literally don't know what's going on at all. But, and it seems like each episode, except for the first two they're all sort of standalone a little bit. It's all the kind of a continuation, but each episode is so different and they throw in kind of the supporting characters here and there where they have kind of an, uh, their own episode. And the cast is fantastic. And I try not to, cause this one was based on um, kind of a graphic novel. And so I'm trying not to pay attention to that because uh, I really don't, I mean, I do, but I don't want to kind of know what's going on or where it could be headed. But um, uh, Journey Smollett is in it from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. She is so, so I've always good. really liked her. So it's, it's nice to see her in a, like a bigger role and like getting the recognition she you know she's been she's been around for a while so um yeah working since she was a kid i think so she's yeah and so she's one of the leads and also uh jonathan majors plays atticus who is one of the two and they play they have such great chemistry and it's a majority all black cast and it is so good i feel like it's definitely one of those shows we need right now yeah absolutely it's it's kind of, it's definitely horror based, um, sort of, I mean, it might remind you of kind of like an American horror story, uh, because it, it does, you know, it, it's, who one is it said? Um, it's, they do talk a lot about, um, oh, it's set in the 50s. So there's definitely a uh, lot of racial tension. Um, and it's and it's on HBO, but it's also on HBO Max uh, as well. It, anyway, it's... Well, it, I know again, 
I know Lovecraft Country is weekly. Is Raised by Wolves, is that weekly or is it, have they dropped it all? No, so it's, well, initially they dropped like two or three episodes. Then they dropped two episodes. Then they dropped one episode. So it's kind of all over the, kind of all over the place. Mm. Um, So, and I really don't know if there was a rhyme or reason to that, but uh, again, it's, it's fun. It's very fun, especially the first two episodes. You're just like, it's just the, you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride and don't, I mean, it's one of those where, I mean, I don't want to say don't, you know, you have to watch, you can't be looking at your iPad or anything like that. You still can, but um, I think to fully enjoy it and maybe that, and I have, I do look at my iPad here and there, um, but it's just because literally you, I just don't know where it's going. You, you think where it's headed and then it goes in some other direction and something that happened in episode one, you might not see again until episode six. And it's also, there was one episode that made me think, oh, this is more like Indiana Jones. What? Like, yeah, it's, it's fun. So I I recommend it. All right. Well, they are on my list. So I will definitely watch them when I get a chance, but I'm going to make Raised by Wolves, I think, are priority because I've heard good things from several people. So I'll definitely try that. But um, yeah. uh, something else I just watched, Enola Holmes, which just which just came out on Netflix. Uh, it's a movie with Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill playing Sherlock, but it's uh, Sherlock's little sister, Enola, and Henry, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's her mom. Um, it's it's I loved it. I loved it. Um, it's a nice, just like it's cute it's fun the characters are really good it's just a like she does this thing where she breaks the fourth wall a lot which you know if that's not your thing but but i think it works for the character and it's based on a book series um but it's definitely just it was just a nice two hours to focus on this and forget about everything else so i highly recommend watch it millie bobby brown is she's amazing like we all know she's amazing from stranger things but getting to see her do something like this was a lot of fun she's she's so good and i think she's going to be really really like when she gets older i can't imagine the kind of role she's going to get but it's it's a lot of fun i highly recommend it highly i really hope she will eventually be a princess leia she would be so great Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I agree completely. Yeah, it's time to restart Star Star Wars. It's time. Yeah. They did such a piss poor job <laughs> those last two movies. Sorry, not going down that road, but I'm just saying <laughs> she would be great. She loves Star Wars. She loves Carrie Fisher. She loves uh, Princess Leia. So I think loved it. Give her five years. Every once in a while, Mick and I will get into conversations about Star Wars and just the direction yeah. it didn't go and how yeah. disappointed we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much pretty much uh okay so you recommend that it's a, a movie that just dropped right yeah it just dropped so it's out there now but it's just it's really good and like it has you know a nice message of you know women can do anything and they they kind of uh the women's suffragette movement in the um in england in the early 1900s is kind of a a, a focal point in some parts and it's just it's just really good and like you know henry cavill is is sherlock but sherlock's not the main focus it's obviously enola and it's just it's really cute it's good highly recommend it. it's a nice family film too so and they have a great cast too so yeah nice. anyway. that definitely definitely yeah. helps yes uh so we haven't talked about 
um, the new She-Hulk series and who has been cast. I'm so excited for this. Tatiana Mislani. Yes. Uh, Very happy that she is making it into the MCU because she is amazing in everything she does. Um, I don't know anything about She-Hulk, so it'll be totally brand new for me when that, when that series happens. Um, but just that the fact that she's in it, I will definitely watch for sure. Me too. And hopefully it keeps her away from Perry Mason season two. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I don't I don't know if they're gonna I don't know. Yeah. It feels it feels yeah. like they wrapped up her story, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's gonna be great. And I can't wait to see her interact with Mark Ruffalo. I think those two I think the chemistry's there. I I don't know what kind of relationship they're gonna go with for She Hulk the series, but uh it whatever it takes to get Tatiana on the big screen right that's like all that matters and in avengers like she has already a pretty big following because of um orphan black and we all know how talented she is but like i'm like i'm so like disappointed when i'm like people don't know who she is because she's amazing so i'm really mm-hmm. happy that she's getting propelled to a platform where people can see her and her acting ability because i love her love her so me too that's exciting you know and like, uh, It'll be nice when all these Disney Plus shows actually air, because um, <laughs> I understand COVID threw a big kink in a lot of things, um, but I barely look at Disney Plus because I've seen it at all. So, um, well, Mandalorian season two. We're I know. Only a couple of weeks away. I know. So. That's so exciting! I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, and then WandaVision is coming sometime this year, like hopefully sometime by the end of the year. So we'll see that too. So. Yeah, and did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it seems um, very it interesting. It's pretty like comic book accurate. Some some parts of it. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. I think um, what the plan is that it will then continue her story into the next Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, movie into the multiverse or whatever. So, um, yeah, Marvel. Whew. We got more of a break than they were they were wanting yep. um, with the next movies. Yeah. But uh, I think this is pretty exciting that, and I don't really watch many of the Hallmark Christmas movies because I feel like you've seen one, you've seen them all kind of thing. <laughs> but now because of all of the flap last year, uh, we are now going to see some LGBTQ uh, Christmas movies from Hallmark and the very first one that we will see is going to star Mean Girls actor Jonathan Bennett. And current Cupcake War host. Oh <laughs> lord. <laughs> he hosts a lot of Food Network like, like Cupcake shows um, and he's really he's really funny but like uh, but yes I am I'm happy that Hallmark is coming into the 21st century um, for once, Um, you know, after that whole flap with their advertising and their, I mean, I don't understand why it's taken this long to get a gay themed Christmas movie. Gays like Hallmark movies too. They get married. Uh, I have friends who religiously watch these Hallmark movies. Right, exactly. I'm like, why? But again, like bad business to neglect an entire, you know, yeah, community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this point. Yeah, 
but um but i'm happy that they're finally doing it and i think it'll be i'm sure it'll be fun i'm sure it'll be all the all the hallmarks of hallmark movies <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so that that is definitely something to look forward to and also uh, another another movie i'm looking forward to is the supernova or it's a supernova sorry um and that's the one with colin firth and stanley tucci and they play it's a it's a british romantic drama and they play a gay couple on the brink of a crisis and it's picking up a lot of uh, a lot of buzz so and they're both two fantastic actors so um so they play a couple who have been together for 20 years and then they embark on a road trip across Northern England. And at one point, um, one of them reveals to the other that they have early onset dementia. And so they're, I think they're just kind of making a sort of a last go around or a last trip before, you know, before things get bad. <laughs> Some, I'm already going to cry. I know it <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems like a tearjerker and also amazing because I mean, Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth, you can't get much better than that. I can't, I, I definitely, would definitely going to watch that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but looks good. Fun. Yeah. Oh, okay, so uh, I also wanted to talk about the news that just uh, broke just this week uh, about Catherine McPhee who has basically been a wolf in sheep's clothes. I, I, uh, that's, that's how I uh, look at it. Uh, in the LGBTQ community, she has pretended to be an ally for so long and come to find out, um, Jezebel, I think that was the, the media, uh, uh, platform that discovered that she has been donating to the GOP mm-hmm. and to certain senators, and she donates to Trump. Um, and again, I don't want to go too far down the politics rabbit hole. And I mean, I know, I know members of the LGBT community who also support Trump. So, right. but however, uh, the way she plays it is not cool. No. I feel like, yeah. I mean, what? I, I mean, obviously, campaign contributions and political donations are public record, but she has never talked about this publicly, right? Like, she's never, like, it very much feels like she's saying one thing and doing another, and mm-hmm. that's kind of shady because she knows that the perception of what she is doing is wrong for all her LGBTQ fans. So, yeah. And how she stands up for trans, uh, transgender, but then yet she votes against them. I right. mean, the GOP platform is all about, right. exactly. not about inclusion. It's exactly. all about discrimination. Absolutely. So, like, there are people she, in the GOP party who actively work to destroy the rights of gay and trans people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I don't see how you can how you can donate, actively donate to a party that that doesn't respect a certain person for who they are, but then want them pretend to be all loving fan because they're your fans. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I don't get it. She's got a lot of explaining to do and she's yeah. been radio silent 
since the be, yeah. multiple reports have come out. It's going to be hard. Like, every, you're, I mean, you're, you're free to believe in whatever. You know, our country, obviously, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Donate to who you want to donate to. That's fine. But don't pretend like everything's cool when you're actively undermining people who are love and like who are fans of you. I don't know. I just I don't understand how you can reconcile the two in your mind. But yeah, I don't I don't either. But oh well we'll we'll see what happens and what she says. I mean, uh have you paid attention to the to Ellen's apology? I mean, her part, it's different, but yeah, it's but, still. I don't know, but I think it's too little too late, Ellen. And I don't know if there's a whole lot you can do to, to I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of her fans who are going to forgive her. But I mean, I don't, I've never, I've never truly liked Ellen in that I always, she always seemed a little fake to me. And now we understand why, but um I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it, in this day and age, I think, especially when it comes to sexual harassment and sexual misconduct and the fact that you overlook it or do nothing to stop it, or you can't tell me you didn't know about it. Like, it's just kind of hard to forgive sometimes. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in a position of power. Right. And it, it's still called the Ellen DeGeneres show. And right. maybe she wasn't as involved as as uh she was in the beginning you know people i don't know we will we'll see what happens i i do think it's time for ellen to move on to something else and i think a late and i've always said this i think she's a better late night talk show host than a daytime talk show Probably, host. yeah i agree yeah and i've been hearing good things about the drew barrymore show really I, I, yeah i really heard anything about the drew barrymore show so that and and i love kelly clarkson and mm -hmm. her show is fun it's very fun um and she's been doing really well so she's like a fun person so mm -hmm. and and have you ever watched it no i never have oh uh, because she starts with kelly Oki and oh. <laughs> she sings one of you know somebody else's song and she did uh, an episode with of schitt's creek and she did a little bit of lexus with annie murphy oh that's right yes i saw the clip of that mm. Speaking of okay. Shit. Yeah. Speaking of Shit's Creek. Congratulations, oh. because they swept the Emmys in the comedy category, which I'm so happy, so happy. And I mean, it, it is one of the best shows I think ever done, and especially within the last year. So I'm really glad it finally got the accolades and the recognition from the Academy that it deserved. And it was so fun watching them win time after time and seeing the genuine surprise and like love they have for each other. Like I was like crying because I was so happy for them. And I typically I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just a connection to that cast and to that show because they seem like genuinely good people. I think you just feel really happy for them. So anyway. Well, I think the, the character development of those, of those certain characters of that show, I think that's kind of what kind of bonded us with them a little bit to see where each character started and how they changed over the course of six seasons and they it, oh, and i don't know i think it, it was fantastic like the first season it took me a little it really did it took me right. until about the first part of season two before it really clicked with me 
Um, and and that's that's been the case for multiple series that I love, like Parks and Recreation, right. um, Schitt's Creek. Um, not happy endings, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but uh, Schitt's Creek, it, it definitely deserves it. And I really, really hope that there there is more to come. I, I think that I think there's a lot more there, and uh, especially I, watching Annie Murphy when she was like, you know, like her her story before Schitt's Creek was, you know, she was like basically almost <laughs> she was broke and she was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and like so, you know, it happens to a lot of people. But then she gets this series, and now she's an Emmy winner. So it's just like watching that happen and knowing that happened and again i just love the cast and they all seem like they genuinely love each other and it's just it's like people don't realize how much work and love and stress and tears go into stuff like this and so it's you know when you get a trophy (laughs) you know when when people in your field say hey here's a trophy for doing really well it's a really nice feeling so Mm -hmm. almost been a year since we won our emmy so I know it has. Can you believe it? I know. Year. And how much fun that night was. was That was so much fun. Yeah. I love that your mom thought we won an Emmy for our (laughs) podcast. That is my favorite. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the support nonetheless. So. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yeah uh okay so what should we be watching this week kitty definitely watching all the homes it's just fun um if you like i didn't talk about this but if you like the royal family if you watch the crown i recommend a documentary on netflix called the royal house of windsor it talks about the the windsor family uh queen elizabeth and her family and how they started the house of windsor started it's very interesting um yeah, I never would have thought I would be as into the royal family as I am. And it's just the history aspect of it and learning the ins and outs of it that just really fascinate me. So, and I thank the crown for that. So I'm very look, looking forward to the crown uh, in November. So season four. Anyway, that's what I would watch. The boys too, if you haven't watched that yet. Mm-hmm. And also Shit's Creek and Happy Endings, or if you're looking for something funny, for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Also, I would suggest uh, starting a rewatch of The Mandalorian. Uh, the episodes are pretty short-ish. Actually, uh, and yeah. we're about a month. Or, uh, no, we're about exactly. a month. Because it's like, month. like October 30th, right? Like it's like very end of October it comes out, right? Yeah, right before the election. Oh. Right. So, oh. but, so um, yeah, the I would fun- start a rewatch. The final, final season of Supernatural begins on the 8th. Um, so I'm probably going to watch the first half of season f- 15 again, just to get refreshed. Um, and their final seven episodes, I think it's seven um, episodes air, uh, start on the, on the 8th. So it's almost done. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that does it uh, for us for this episode. Of course, you can feel free. We'd always love you to join our conversation about what we talked about and any other shows that we should be putting on our radar and, uh, and paying attention to. So you can always find us on social media platforms. Right. We're on uh, Twitter and Facebook at A Gallon A Gay. 
Um, you can also email us at a gal and a gay at gmail.com or yes. Um, and that's it. So. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.